0: Welcome to episode 117 of The Conversations with Ross Podcast. I'm Ross Carey. Thanks for listening. Thrilled to be joined right now by Shaheen Sean Soliman. Shaheen is the writer, director, and star of the movie Sinbad, The Fifth Voyage, which you can find on video on demand. Shaheen, thanks so much for taking the time to join the podcast today.
1: Thank you, Ross. Thanks for having me.
0: Well, Shaheen, let's start at the beginning. Tell me what initially attracted you to acting and to show business in the first place. I think any, any
1: person that's, uh, that's in this business really, uh, as a child, wanted to be in this business growing up. And uh, I'm grateful to have an opportunity to, to be able to be involved in, in, the, in the dream job that I've always wanted to have.
0: Acting for everyone starts as a recreation. How did you take this recreation and make it into a career?
1: Well, my parents are both artists. My mom's a very famous Persian singer, and my father was a classical musician. Uh, so it kind of runs in the family, uh, just the art runs in the family and, uh, performing is like second nature. Uh, it was the writing and directing part that I had to work on and perfect, uh, but the performing part is just, um, it's, uh, being able to uh, portray a character, um, that is an art by itself and I love doing it. And uh, basically that's just
0: kind of grew, um, as, like, like since I was a child. What are some of the early obstacles you encountered when you were first breaking in?
1: I think there is a whole route. There are two two or three routes. It's funny, a lot of people don't realize this, but there's two or three routes to take in this business. One is the the traditional route, which is um, go audition and get an agent and um, hope for the best, which is essentially like, essentially, you know, uh, buying a lottery ticket making sure because 1% of actors actually get to do leading roles on, on films that end up in, in theaters. Um, so I, I'm not that kind of a person to to do that. So we put together a production team and uh, a very good, talented production team. And, um, you know, I kind of bypassed the challenges having to go through uh, the the whole traditional uh, auditioning for other people's stuff, getting small roles. I just feel like you know, if you really want to portray something, you want to do something, you know, uh, why not uh, get involved on the production side? And if you notice, a lot of uh, a lot of production, a lot of actors actually like, for example, if you look at the famous actors from the 80s, one or two of them are still now working. You know, a lot of them just disappeared, And uh, I don't know what they're doing, but I mean, I just looked at that and analyzed it and saw that, hey, you know, at any time they can just put you aside. Um So why not learn to produce as well, because I love producing um, and directing so that I can be involved in all other uh, uh, aspects of the filmmaking, and that was a great choice. I I really love it, and uh, I think it also gives me the opportunity to not stress out about it and just portray the character as the fans would like to see. Uh, So um, I guess there wasn't a lot of objects, to answer your question. I just kind of took a a harder route, but um, I like this route better. I I always do things harder anyway.
0: (laughs) You said that acting sort of came natural to you, and the writing, directing, and producing you had to learn. How did you go about learning all of those things?
1: It all started for me um, for, with the producing, directing, and, and writing. Um, I uh, started by reading. Believe it or not, I got very, very influenced. I always liked it. I always, I mean, as a, I think any any producer or actor uh, or director uh, always has a tendency to be making short films growing up and all that. But once you get to the professional level. Um, it all really started with me um, reading the, the book from Robert Rodriguez, Rebel Without a Crew. Um, just a very inspiring book for any any filmmaker who wants to uh, do, you know, just just pick up a camera and start shooting and, you know, uh, possibly attain some success. Um, and I also uh, went to a film workshop that, ironically enough, him and uh, Clifton Tarantino went to, which is the Hollywood Film Institute with Doug Simmons. That was a very, uh, that was a great uh Uh, class uh, to take. Uh, It's actually more of a workshop. Um, It's like an entire year, like in one weekend, kind of a workshop. So uh, it was intense, but it was great. And that that really gave me all the uh, small details, all the fundamentals that that you need as as a filmmaker.
0: Shaheen, let's talk about your latest project, Sinbad, The Fifth Voyage. Tell me about this movie and how it all came to be.
1: You know, I had finished uh, wrapping another film, uh, Jin, that uh, was like a uh, smaller version, but uh, well, uh, kind of like a, a experimental version of a, mid- uh, a Middle East fantasy film, and um, uh, that's a very spiritual film, by the way. Um, and uh, we had finished that, we had wrapped it. It went to VOD uh, nationwide. I was very, very happy with that for what for what it was, and. Um, I was sitting around one night and, um, you know, I was, uh, I do a lot, I do that a lot where I'll, where I'll just kind of like stay home and, you know, uh, watch some TV, do some writing, come up with some ideas creative wise. I mean, I feel like y- you have to be able to focus to, to come up with ideas and e- execute them. So I was, I was there uh, late at night on a Friday. You know, all my friends had gone to like a party and then I decided to stay home and just do some writing. And I was just uh, sitting there and thinking and it just hit me like a rock. Um, it just hit me like a rock. I was—I just remember that Sinbad, it, 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 all the stories of the Arabian Nights are just amazing stories. And who—who who else can pull this off but me? Because I had just finished doing something relatively in the same ballpark, and uh, it was like a calling. It hit me like a rock. Like I couldn't get out of my head. I, I immediately started to research it, and had my uh, uh, legal team make sure you know all the all the little. Um, legalities of it were good, and they were, and I was excited, and it was like a, it was amazing. It was one of those things um, where, you know, it's like a epiphany. So, yes, that's how I came about and then I just immediately started writing it, started reading it, started writing it, ordered the arabian Nights book, I get really into it, and
0: um, here we are. So, did you have to acquire the rights to anything, or was that all public domain?
1: Uh, It's funny, I'll tell you a funny story. Everyone immediately thinks Disney owns Sinbad because of the cartoons, but they don't. Uh, it's, it's public domain. And uh, it's pretty funny that a lot of people don't realize that.
0: So you start writing the script. How many drafts of the script did you eventually write before you started production? Ten. Exactly. <laughs> ten drafts. Ten drafts, and that took how long?
1: Uh, it took about uh, nine to ten months. Um, I had some help. Uh, Evelyn Goodbye came on board, and she helped uh, write the film. Um uh, basically, I wrote the outline of the film, um, and then um, she came in. She's a veteran a screenwriter. Uh, she, I had written the script already, uh, but she came in and uh, kind of like, um, essentially, did a once over on the script, uh, fixing things, adjusting things, because uh, she's been around for many, many years. So, um, yes, basically, that was. And I'll tell you, uh, writing the outline was the hardest part because that's really the, you know, the essential, uh, nuts and bolts of the, of the, of the film, um, in order of, you know, the sequences. And, uh, that was the toughest part because, um, although it sounds easy, you don't know once you get into that world, you're like, okay, well, what what are we going to make this, how are we going to make this interesting and fun? And like, what is Sendad going to be doing? Like that people already haven't seen. So it was very difficult. That's why I took nine months. Otherwise, I'm a very fast writer, actually. I've come up with a, um, a storyline very quickly.
0: I'm very creative with that. Did you get any studio money for this or did you make this independently?
1: No, we uh, financed it independently through investors.
0: Is that a lot of pressure? You're getting investors to make a big budget movie. How do you feel as the director taking over a project of that scale?
1: Well, ironically, I had had a really cool premiere for Jin, um, and met a lot of people there. And they all sat, uh, you know, in the audience, and we we all watched it uh, when I, when we had the red carpet screening for that. And they had firsthand. It's really important that people trust and understand that you you can you know execute uh, a goal. And they had obviously seen me on on the you know on on uh, in, in the in the in the movie. They had. You know, they knew that I had directed it, they had seen it behind the scenes, and we had talked, and there was like a lot of people that came to that premiere. It was loaded, like, I think three or 400 people showed up to, the, to that premiere and, um, in Santa Monica at the Lendley. And um, so I had a lot of, um, I guess you can say, uh, integrity uh, already with, with these people, and they were very quickly to, uh, to, 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 to want to do it, because they wanted to be involved. And uh, what better movie than Sinbad?
0: Where did you shoot?
1: Well, we had some stuff shot overseas, and then we shot, uh, for example, the oceans were off of the coast of San Diego, um, because we used the ship, uh, the ship that we used uh, from um, um, the Pirates of the Caribbean uh, movies. They had, we were lucky enough to get one of those ships, and are uh, uh, the same place. I should say the same place that um, carried the one of the ships from Pirates of the Caribbean. The San Diego Maritime Museum. So we were able to shoot right there off the coast of San Diego as well, which is, believe it or not, once you go out about five miles, it becomes very exotic very quickly there. Uh, so we shot there. We shot in the mountains of Red Rock, uh, Nevada, where Sindal and Cooper are going through the mountains. Uh, very, very exotic place as well. That place is like, uh, I think, 500 million years old or something. It's an it's amazing place. Everything is red. It's just an amazing, very powerful place. Uh, we shot um, in... Um, down stages in Los Angeles for the green screen stuff. And but yeah, that about rounds it up.
0: And how many days? How long was the shoot?
1: I wanted to make sure that we were going to get great because you can't have a Sinbad movie without a Sinbad you know,
0: being on a ship.
1: So I wanted to get those out of the way first. So that, that, that first series took 30 days of just the ship stuff. So like we shot all the ship stuff outside of the ship with the helicopters, inside of the ship, on, on the deck, out at sea, just lots of ship stuff. Um, and then the second phase was everything else, which is another period. So about 60 days.
0: It's crazy. 10 months to write, 60 days to shoot. Yeah. You know what? A lot of people don't realize that the shooting is the
1: easy part because you have a script, you have storyboards, you have shot lists, you have great people working, um, every, on every set. So, uh, and that goes by really fast and it's fun. It's exciting. You're moving around. Everything's kinetic, um, You know, you have great, great reference. You have a pre-visualization of all the shots all lined up. I mean, anybody who professionally makes movies knows this stuff. And then you just go fly right through it. It's a matter of just performance. Um, It's (laughs) post-production. I would say uh, post-production is where it becomes an extremely difficult task of putting all this
0: together. Tell me about working with Patrick Stewart. He is the narrator in the film. He's one of the producers as well. uh, One of the producers as well. Tell me about him and uh, what he's like to work with.
1: Patrick Stewart is a, uh, I should say, Sir Patrick Stewart. Um, He is a gentleman. Uh, He's very professional. Um, It was a joy to work with him. Um, He uh, was uh, extremely down to earth. Um, When I directed him for the narration, uh, he was very, very... Concise, came up with his own ideas, um, and uh, it was just amazing um, how how down to earth he was. It, it, in fact, it's funny. People think of the high level, uh, you know, A-level stars as being these like weird, like probably upside, like very like you know like uh, diva type or uh, you know people, but they're not. Uh, ironically enough, they're extremely down to earth. Like for example. You know, we were sitting there talking, and he was like, you know, with his cool voice, he's like, I like Subway. Like, you know, he was like, my, real, my girlfriend likes a big, big restaurant, but uh, I like Subway. <laughs> <So> <laughs> it's it's like, And we were like, I was telling him which sandwich I get, and he was telling him which sandwich at Subway. I mean, come on. It's like, it's, He was like, I don't think they'll, he goes, they don't do that. I said, I get my scoop, because I could like to take out a lot of the bread. And he goes, I don't think they do that in London. <laughs> and I go well I'm sure they'll do it for you <laughs> so um, yeah he's very down to earth and anyone who has an opportunity to work with uh, Patrick um, and I would say that you're going to have a really good time because he brings a lot in fact he he did his lines and then he was like oh let me do that again like I don't feel like I did it strong enough it's just amazing Yeah, you know, anybody else would have been like okay I'm done see you later you know he was just uh, so giving, and I, in fact, I like, got inspired uh, by him. When, when he first did the lines, the lines were written as a third party. They they were not written as a narrator, as Sinbad himself, and I just started thinking, looking at him, I'm like, oh my god, like, you know, first of all, we're both bald, so it's like, okay, so you, you could put the past as an older version of Sinbad, like a, a, mature, a mature version of Sinbad, you know, and, and uh, telling the story just like they did in the Arabian Nights. That's how the Arabian Nights are written. You know, Sinbad is essentially telling the porter um, or, you know, the, the story of the seven voyages. And I said, oh, my God, we need to do that. That's, that's how we got to do this. Like, no one's ever done that before. He goes, oh, great idea. I go, okay, Patrick, read everything back. <laughs> but I want you to say, and we, and I, and this and that, change everything from they to, to we. And he did, and he was very excited about it. And, uh, and here we are.
0: Tell me what challenges you faced making a big action-adventure movie like this.
1: I think everyone should go, uh, if you're going to make a film, you want to make a film that you want to make, not just to make a film. I see a lot of uh, filmmakers uh, making small films like in apartment buildings or or like very grotesque like murder movies because they're easy Um, because, you know, they're like, okay, well, this is going to sell easily and it's easy to make, but that's not very challenging, you know? Um, And it's also very dark. Like, what kind of message are you sending? Like, you know, you got to kind of have a little bit of responsibility with what you're making. And I feel like a a solid filmmaker uh, will have the resources if they really want to, to make uh, an epic movie um, at at whatever scale. Uh, If you really want to, you can uh, manifest it and make it happen. Um, so the challenges of making an epic movie are a little bit bigger because you have obviously a lot more. You got costumes, you got special effects, you got huge scale, you know, type of environments. Um, but you know what? The rewards are. It's like winning a championship in a, in a, on a basketball team or a baseball team. It's just uh, when you, once you're done with it, it's. Uh, I'll tell you something. Everyone who's seen the movie, like screened the rough cut, cut or any any version of it always has a smile on their face at the end. If they watch all the way through to the end, they wake up they just stand up with a smile on their face. They're just like, I don't know, I just feel good. Like something made this movie made me feel good. It's like it's so weird to see. It's like magical. And that's that just pays off all of the long nights and the four AM nights working in the studio and the stresses and all that. So I'm really happy we were able to get this done.
0: Shaheen I wanna mix it up a little bit. Tell me about your worst audition experience
1: you know what? Uh, the last time I actually did an audition was when I was 18. At, at this, uh, <laughs> it's really funny. Um, being a Persian American heritage, um, you're always going to be, um, and I don't, I'm not very, I'm not super ethnic looking. Like people think I'm, I'm Italian most of the time or French or different backgrounds. They don't look at me and say, Oh, that guy is Persian. Um, it's, um, that's, I guess that's the way I look, but, um, I never wanted to be typecast in roles that are villains because a lot of my friends are Persian actors here in Hollywood, and um, they get typecast as uh, terrorists or I just you know I don't like the negativity. In fact, one of my friends he does so many terror terror roles on CSI that they actually they they actually stopped him at an airport. They thought like they knew the guy and he's like. The guy's like, hey, you know, we got. they, they pulled him aside and they arrested him. They're like, he's like, what are you doing? He's like, you know, you're known as a terrorist. He's like, no, man, I'm on CSI, uh, Miami. That's, the, I'm not a terrorist. He goes, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. They, they thought he had to call his agent and they had to, like, share it with, like, the government. They're like, no, the guy's an actor, man. You've seen him on TV and you're thinking of somebody else. <laughs> So I'm like, no way, man. Uh, that's not the route I'm taking. I, I don't care. Like, I don't know if they're going to do that with me, but if they would ever have me do that. But anyways, the audition that I had um, was uh, something similar uh, to, to that. And um, I went and did it, and it was at this big producer's house in Beverly Hills. and he was auditioning people. And um, I went in, and basically, uh, he's like, okay, I want you to read the script, but you can ad-lib all you want. So I started cussing really loud and, like, I just, I just did a terrible job with that audition. And I remember leaving thinking, there's no way they're going to want me. Uh, so um, they did want me, though. I just never went because I didn't want to be involved in a negative role.
0: What advice would you give to young actors or young filmmakers looking to break in?
1: I would say where there's a will, there's a way. And if, you, if this is something that someone really likes to do with technology where it's at today, and where the Internet gives you access to information that this is the best time to get into it except be ready to pay your dues. There is basically no way out of that. Everyone has to pay their dues. Whatever route you take, you'll be paying your dues. But it's worth it and um, I would just say don't give up and uh, uh, keep, keep a very, very uh, uh, level head throughout the whole thing because you can get pretty crazy pretty fast. <laughs>
0: You've been listening to Shaheen Sean Soliman. Shaheen is the writer, director, and star of Sinbad, The Fifth Voyage. You can look for that on Video On Demand. Shaheen, thanks so much for taking the time to join the podcast today.
1: Thank you, Rob. It was a joy of being on your cast.